from the studios of Farm Journal Broadcast. This is Ag Day. One tough four-legged friend. She lives to work and she lives for Denny. Meet this year's Farm Dog of the Year. Taking the time when it comes to tillage. Once we know we are running level, then we want to do our final depth checks. Some things to check before you head out in the field to help you win the firm. As California gets hit with a deluge of moisture. We've got a very good start to the season. The good news, bad news from all that rain and snow hitting the state right now on Ag Day. Good morning, I'm Clinton Griffiths. The rain continuing to fall in portions of the state of California, so much so that the president has declared an emergency in the state. The National Weather Service issuing a warning that a, quote, relentless parade of atmospheric rivers would bring heavy amounts of both rain and snow to the Golden State. Now, the ongoing storms bring the likelihood of flash flooding, along with mudslides and feet of high mountain snow. The snow adding to those western snowpack totals, the Sierra Nevada now has almost two-thirds of its snow accumulation for a normal water year. All of that benefit from the Pacific fire hose, the atmospheric river events coming in across the Sierra Nevada has extended into the Great Basin and as far east as the Wasatch in Utah and the western slopes of the Rockies. And all of those areas have significantly above normal snowpack and significantly above normal precipitation for the water year to date going back to October 1st. But despite weeks of heavy rain and snow, researchers and officials say it will take several more winter storms to make a dent in those drought conditions. And now California is bracing for more storms. Meteorologist Chuck Heavers tracking the very latest. Wow, we're going to see a lot more rain on the West Coast. Rain is moving into the California area, Northern California, and that's not all. It's going to continue another round of rain, as you can see here, coming in on the Pineapple Express, and that's going to bring copious amounts of rain in areas that they just do not need it. They can't handle it. And mountain snows tallying up in the feet again. They're going to have a huge snowpack in place by the end of this season. Now this is from Wyoming, another great view from Jim Espy. He snapped a picture of the moon before the sun completely rose. Looks like a cool, clear start on a cool, clear day in Wyoming. I'll have your full forecast coming up. Happening right now, the annual American Farm Bureau Convention taking place this year in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And there have been several key announcements coming out of the event, including this, John Deere signing a memorandum of understanding with the American Farm Bureau Federation over the weekend. Deere agreeing to let farmers repair their own equipment. Now the farming tech giant saying its machines can now be repaired by individuals or independent shops. It comes after it was accused of making it too costly for farmers to make fixes on their own. This agreement will enable you and your independent mechanics to identify and fix problems. You will have access to the diagnostic tools and the information that you need. And you'll get it all at a fair and reasonable price. The memorandum states owners and independent technicians cannot risk any safety controls or protocols of the equipment. Deer's intellectual property, like copyrighted software, will also be protected. President Biden starting the week in Mexico City, meeting with Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. 
President Biden is expected to focus on immigration, security, and regional supply chain problems during those talks. Mexico's president said the GMO corn trade issue will be on the agenda. USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack was asked last week if there was any U.S. response to Mexico's plan to ban GMO corn. He said that it was in the process of being reviewed. We're getting a better look at the damage after rioters breached Brazil's presidential office, Supreme Court, and Congress. More than 400 people were arrested. They were supporters of ex-president Jair Bolsonaro. The attack coming a week after his successor, President Luis Ignacio Lula da Silva, was inaugurated. You'll remember in November of last year, election protesters blocked highways near farms and grain processing facilities, including the BR-163, the so-called soybean highway. Two ag businesses in the Mississippi Delta and some black farm workers have settled the workers' lawsuits. The suits claim the farms hired white laborers from South Africa and paid them more than the local black employees for the same type of work. One of the lawsuits was filed against Pitts Farms Partnership. The farmer there grows cotton, soybeans, and corn. Another was filed against Harris Russell Farms, a catfish grower. An attorney for one of the workers says the discrimination shows, quote, the age-old problem of exploitation of black labor in America, in particular in the Delta, end quote. An attorney for Pitts Farms saying it is glad to have reached a mutual settlement with the plaintiffs. The terms of the settlements remain private. Win the Furrow programming on Ag Day is sponsored by Zyway brand fungicides from FMC. Get season-long systemic disease protection from the inside out, from root to tassel and stalk to leaf. Go long with Zyway brand fungicides. A good furrow starts with good seedbed preparation. Now in some systems, that includes tillage. Missy Bauer has more on using tools correctly in order to win the furrow in 2023. One of the first things you want to remember with your primary tillage tool to start to do your infield settings is we need to make sure it's run, running level. What I mean is from level is from front to back based off your main frame beam here that you're not running either nose down or nose up. The way those shanks are and how they're going to run in the soil properly and your points help with a fracture is based on this main beam being level. So the best way to do it is to drop in the ground, get going at your normal speed. You want your depth approximately where you're gonna run, and then just uh, go ahead and have someone walk alongside as you're going, and make sure visually that that looks like it's level. Of course, if it's not, we're gonna go up here to the turnbuckle, um, and we're gonna make those adjustments, whether we gotta raise the front end up or lower it down to make sure that we're running level. Once we know we are running level, then we want to do our final depth check. So we're going to go ahead to the back of the machine here and take a look at that. So the best way to get your depth check is to come in here on the side of the field that you haven't tilled yet. Look for your uh, back shank here so you can see the shank here. I'm going to go ahead with my soil rod and just go ahead and, and push it down to where I can feel the bottom of that. So you don't wanna push through the bottom of that footprint from that point, but you should feel that natural resistance like I have here. Then what I'm gonna do with another uh, soil rod is just kind of clear everything out. What I'm trying to get a measurement on is from the original uh, level of the ground, not over here where we got things fluffed up. So I'll take another one, get out here, um, lay it level across, and then follow this in. And I just simply uh, will put my finger here pull this back up and then go ahead and get a measurement. So 
We're running just over nine and a half inches deep. So where I'm at in this situation, that's pretty good. I want to be running around, you know, at least at nine inches or so, or so with this tillage tool to give me some good shatter shank to shank. The corn market trading mostly unchanged on Monday. We'll take a closer look at corn demand coming up in analysis. And later, this farm dog is tough to beat. We'll introduce you to the Kansas canine taking home top honors in the country. And now is the time to get registered and make plans to attend this year's Top Producers Summit. Come join the nation's top farmers in Nashville, Tennessee, Monday, January 23rd to Wednesday, January 25th. The agenda is jam-packed with the industry's best speakers, incredible networking opportunities, and learning business strategies that could transform your operation in the new year. Register at tpsummit.com. Corn starting the week off with some small losses. Ag Day's Michelle Rook talks about demand concerns with Joe Vaklovic of Standard Grain. Joining us with this morning's market analysis, Joe Vaklovic with Standard Grain. And Joe, uh, let's talk a little bit about this corn market because certainly we have had some demand concerns which have been kind of a headwind for that market, haven't we? Yeah, I think they're more than concerns. I think they're, they're real full-blown demand issues. Uh, the pace of export sales is absolutely terrible. It's about half of what it was last year, accumulated export uh, commitments. Export shipments are bad. Some of that ties back to the river issues that we saw in October, November. But I think the, the bigger item here is that we just haven't made the sales and you can't ship what you haven't sold. So I think it's very likely that USDA reduces its projection for uh, corn exports again on Thursday. That, that's something that's very, very likely. If they don't do it Thursday, they're, they're behind the curve here. Uh, they need to make that adjustment. And we'd love to see some additional demand. Uh, the export sales print last week was not good at all. No. It was below expectations, below where it needs to be. So that's one of the demand concerns uh, when it comes to corn. What else are you expecting in that big data dump that we get this week? Well, the other concern when it comes to corn demand is ethanol. We had an absolutely atrocious uh, weekly ethanol print last week, and, and that has to do with two things. Weather, we had a nasty winter storm in the last week of December, and also the holidays. Sometimes the holidays will result in reduced operations. Okay. But uh, even when you throw out that week, which was really bad, we're still not where we need to be in terms of uh, corn demand via ethanol. So that's a number that USDA may have to adjust lower at some point in time. I don't know if it's coming on Thursday, but I think that if we don't see a big rebound in ethanol production, you could see that, uh, say, February or March. Any other things that you're going to be watching in not only the WASD, but we've got a lot of other reports coming out that day, too. USDA probably has to make a downward revision when it comes to Argentina, uh, soybeans and corn both. They left those numbers alone, I believe, last month. So they're too high there. I think they will come down in January. I just don't know by how much. USDA tends to kind of slow play those things when it comes to these weather issues. And it is pretty early in Argentina. They haven't even completed soybean planting yet. So it's it's early. I think they'll make a downward adjustment, but it may not be as low as, as what some of the private groups are indicating. All right. Appreciate your time. Javaklovic with Standard Grain. More Ag Day coming up. For more information about Standard Grain and its services, call Joe at 312-462-4438. Ag Day is brought to you by Germinator Closing Wheels. Germinator Closing Wheels provide quicker emergence and are more consistent in dry conditions than any other closing wheels. Order 12 to 16 rows today and qualify for free shipping or 20% off an end zone moisture management package. 
meteorologist Chuck Heaver joining us here talking about uh, our national forecast and really we've been focused pretty heavily on the western coast of California as they're yeah. just getting slammed with both rain and snow. Rain and snow and I think people forget that. These storms have just been lined up like a train and they hit and then the next one lines up. The only benefit out of all this is heavy duty snowpack. Let's take a look. Okay, let's take a look at the drought monitor. You can see in the center part of the country, we're still extremely dry and out on the west coast, we still have extremely dry conditions, but with the rain coming in and the new snowpack, those are going to dwindle down. But in the center part of the country, still extremely dry conditions and that'll continue there. The root zone shows obviously a lot of water on the west coast. Most of the country is pretty much at normal with the dry spot again in the center part of the nation. Here's the jet stream on Tuesday. You can see a very zonal flow. Yeah, a couple dips in the jet stream and certainly the rain coming in onto the west coast and that's going to continue over the next couple days. As the, that happens, then we have this push off to the east coast in terms of the trough and another trough forms out to the west. Taking a look now at future radar. You can see the rain pushing into California. That'll continue to happen over the next couple days there. Again, it's just like a train cycle of rain and that's going to give them again the risk of mudslides, heavy rain and heavy snow out in the mountains. The precipitation forecast all targeted again in California. I hate to keep repeating it, but that's going to be the norm over the next couple days and snowfall estimates out in the west again in the mountains of Colorado and then more importantly in the Sierra Nevada it's going to pile up in the feet temperatures right now looks like we'll see temperatures today 72 down in Texas there for tonight we'll see temperatures in Chicago going down to 28 degrees and then rebounding not so bad still mild Chicago 47 the average high there is 31 degrees taking a look closer at home Nashville Tennessee 58 degrees a low 43 over in Killington, Vermont, mostly sunny, a high 26, low 13, and Sacramento, California, heavy rain winds and flooding, high 55. Expectations for 2023 milk prices look a little different than they did last year. We'll have details next. And later, farmer's best friend gets the spotlight at this year's American Farm Bureau Convention. Meet the Farm Dog of the Year today in the country. Record milk prices from 2022 likely won't carry over into this year. That's according to the Economics Unit with the National Milk Producers Federation and the U.S. Dairy Export Council. But they say exports are still on track to increase and they expect demand will likely be resilient. Inflation isn't going away in 2023. Uh, what we expect to see is perhaps not as high of inflation as we saw this past year, but it's still if you take out 2022, probably gonna be the highest this century anyway. So it's still gonna squeeze consumers' pocketbooks. I think you've also got central banks around the world, including the US's Federal Reserve, raising interest rates, trying to slow down inflation, but in doing so, slowing down the US economy and the global economy. And all of that really hurts consumers' pocketbooks and checkbooks. And what that means ultimately for dairy is that we expect to see a little bit slower consumer demand. But ultimately, I think what we want to focus on here is the fact that consumers around the world still gravitate towards dairy, even when they're experiencing tighter economic situation. They ultimately view dairy as an essential item and will continue to consume it, but likely they're going to trade down the value chain. 
Will says consumers might not buy up as much specialty cheese, instead opting for staples like cheddar and mozzarella. A fire at a dairy plant in Wisconsin created an interesting problem. 20 gallons of butter were discharged into an adjacent canal. The Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources says the fire at the Associated Milk Producers Plant in Portage happened on January 2nd. Officials say the butter entered the canal via a storm sewer and they say booms were placed in the canal to contain that spill. But they report most of the spill went into the sanitary sewer and traveled to a wastewater treatment plant where workers have been clearing the butter since that fire. And they add the environmental impacts so far are minimal. The fire was put out. No one was injured. All right, still ahead, we celebrate one of the hardest workers on the farm, and this one comes with four legs. Why this girl has proven tough in the country. In the Country on Ag Day is brought to you by Pivot Bio. What if you had the nitrogen you need already on seed? Pivot Bio is the first company to apply nitrogen on seed. The nitrogen you need, now on seed from Pivot Bio. Learn more at pivotbio.com. It's become a popular tradition at the annual American Farm Bureau Convention, the announcement of Farm Dog of the Year. And this year's winner comes to us from Kansas, and she really is. We got tough as a two-year-old. We bonded rather quickly. She lives to work and she lives for Denny. The more that Denny worked her, the more apparent it was that she was an exceptional dog. It's National Western. She was the reserve champion. This is from 2014 at the Houston Stock Show. That jacket was tough. So she made the cover of the magazine, Cover Girl. She's a cover girl. This buckle that she won was just not very long before she got hurt. Fortunate to have that one. We were working some heifers out here and she sustained a severe spinal cord injury. Left her paralyzed from the neck down, couldn't move anything. They were unsure um, what the recovery would be, if there'd be any recovery. Things started to progress in a positive direction. You could just tell every day that she was getting a little better and a little better. She worked up to where she was probably 90% back to normal again. It was obvious that she still wanted to work. So we come up with jobs for her to do to give her purpose. Tough has obviously slowed down since the injury, but in her mind, she's still 10 foot tall and bulletproof and nobody's gonna tell her any different. She still loves to work. And so what we're doing out here today, um, we're working for her now. It's probably what keeps her going. Really. I mean, outside of being your companion, her favorite thing in the world to do is what she's doing right here, right now. That's what she's done her whole life, and she's happy when she's doing it. Probably the biggest thing that she teaches is to be happy in your circumstances. I mean, we all have stuff happen that obviously we don't want to happen. 
And if you understand the journey that she's come through, we can learn to be happy in our circumstances too, whatever they are. Our thanks to the American Farm Bureau Federation for sharing tough story. Now remember, nominations for the 2024 Farm Dog of the Year are now open. That's all the time we have this morning. We're sure glad you tuned in. From all of us here at Ag Day, I'm Clinton Griffiths. Have a great day.